0: Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators' programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today calling in from Whitehorse, Canada, is Allison Zeidler. Welcome to the show, young lady. Hi, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Well, Nicole's going to tell the audience a little bit about you. And then we're going to hear it from you personally. Go ahead, Nicole.
0: All right. Allison Zeidler founded her holistic wellness clinic in 2009 and has been offering her clients both human and animal support, encouragement and healing along their path to
1: wholeness. Welcome, Allison. Hi wow so you take care of animals and humans now that's interesting so tell us a little bit about how that looks how do you take care animals and humans at the same time
2: (laughs) sounds good i really like working with animals they don't have that sort of built-in barriers and blockages that a lot of people have. They're they're pretty honest. What you see is what you get, mostly. What I do with animals tends to be more based on emotional baggage and emotional trauma, to clear that out. It definitely also helps with some behavioral issues and certainly can help with physical pain and and even things like like allergies sometimes but I use muscle testing and I ask various questions about what the priorities are for that animal to to clear out so it could be emotional it could be physical I could be working with the meridians or the chakra system for animals or just general energy healing. It, it, every session, of course, is quite individual to the issue. I had one client who I went and worked with. Uh, she had, she didn't really have a lot of behavioral issues, but she was a lovely small dog. We were working mostly with some physical issues. I think she had injured a back leg. And in the course of the session, we cleared out some trapped emotions. And she'd always been like a a dog who really did not like other dogs, did not like to go play with dogs, kind of just ignored them. The next day after our session, the owners took her for a walk And then they contacted me that night and they said, what did you do to our dog? (laughs) So the next day after our session, as they were walking her, she'd see dogs and she'd be like, oh, let's go say hi. (laughs) It was really unusual for her. So clearing out emotions and doing some energy work with animals can make a huge shift in their behavior.
1: It, it's, you it's found that? Have you found that when you're working with an animal, you know, especially, you know, a family pet like that, that they take on, you know, some of the emotions of the, of the owner, so to speak, right? And to kind of like buffer, you know, to help the owner, you know, type of thing. And yet, you know, with an animal, it's kind of almost like a small child, they have no preconceived notions. So when you do a clearing, they're like, poof, and it's gone, you know, so there's so many things that we could actually learn, you know, as humans from the animals, you know, as to, you know, live in the moment, clear in the moment, right, and leave it where, you know, where it belongs, you know, in the past, gone, you know, so working that together to really, you know, get that insight. So I could see, you know, then working with animals, you know, especially you know the pet owner itself, and then and then working them together to start to create that different line of communication and understanding, you know, and and how that works. So when when you start working, you know. With an animal, does it always lead to working with the pet owner, or does it usually stop there? Or is it 50-50? How you know what what is that percentage? I'm curious about that. And and then you know, if you do work with that owner, how that bond between the animals and their own personal growth, you know, how what goes on there? It, it's quite interesting. I
2: do believe that our animals take on a lot of our stuff. They, they want to protect us. They want to help us, but they also have their own stuff going on. They, they, you know, they're their own people. They have their own journey in life. That being said, part of their journey is generally to help us And sometimes that means that the animal's behavior will escalate, Um, you know, probably pretty poor behavior because they're trying to tell their owner something. They also feed on their owner and their owner's emotions. So you can have a very calm dog most of the time, but when they get around their owner, their behavior escalates, they get agitated. And that could be because the owner's really agitated, or it could be that the dog, we'll say, is is trying to speak to the owner in the only way they know how. So it's quite fascinating to see the interaction between an owner and their pet. For the most part, well, not necessarily for the most part, but probably 50% of the time, I only work with the animal. But if there are clues or if I get an intuitive hit to work with both of them together, then definitely that's what I do. And again, I'll talk to the owner. But I can also use muscle testing to find out where their blocks are, where their trapped emotions are, if their chakra system is out of whack. Um, So there's there's lots of, of avenues to work with both the animal and the owner at the same time, or just individually.
1: When you talked about the chakra system. So when you're working with the chakra system of an animal and you're working with the chakra system of the owner, do you find that it's the same chakras that are impacted or are they secondary, you know, working with one another, you know, like, like, you know, some chakras work, you know, better than, you know, one with the other, you know, so like say a lot of times that victim chakra is, is got an issue but it's also secondary because of something going on in the throat. So do you find that connection between the animal and the pet owner?
2: Sometimes, but not, not always. Like, for sure. It, it, again, I think it's because, you know, the animals, again, they're their own animal and and being on their own journey. And I do think that they are here with us to learn their own life lessons, just like we are. So I haven't actually found very often that the same chakras are, are unbalanced at the same time.
1: Okay, well, that, that's kind of an interesting conclusion, because you, you just don't know, because it's kind of fascinating, you know. So let's just say you're working with a human now. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe you've worked with them a couple of times or three or four times. Does, does a pet come into a conversation after a period of time? And it's like, wow, everything that we've been clearing, you know, so if you're talking with a client, you know, it's like, could, could my attitude and things that are going on with me, could that be why my animals acting up? And then, and it was already, have you found that to be true?
2: Sometimes definitely because I offer my my clients a lot of different modalities. It does kind of depend what they come to see me for. So I offer reflexology for people and pets. And I offer a lot of different kinds of energy healing. And I do something called touch for health, which is um, in the States it's called specialized kinesiology. So if I'm doing an, an energy healing session with a person, frequently I will get either messages or just intuitive feelings that might be related to an animal, but it's it's not it's not necessarily something that comes up a lot unless they are having their own issues with their pet.
1: So have you found in some of your energy healing, you know, having the pet and the owner in the same room at the same time, doing a kind of like a joint energy healing? Can you tell us a little bit about that and some of the experiences and the things that you've seen happen, having both of them in the same room at the same time? I
2: remember one time I went to someone's house and it was an older couple. They were probably in their their 70s. And they had a young three-year-old small dog who was quite assertive in her behavior. We were doing some energy healing and I was definitely directing that, offering that up to the dog and then the the woman owner. But her husband was in the room and he was was not in very good health himself and had some issues sleeping, getting enough rest. So I don't know, it was probably about 10 or 15 minutes into the session and generally I will close my eyes. So at this point, I had opened my eyes, and all three of them were asleep. (laughs) 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 Which is nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's interesting that you say you know that they were asleep. And it's like, When we when we think about being asleep, it's like all of a sudden you're oblivious to the world around you. However, you're not necessarily in that delta sleep, you're in that like that alpha state where you're in such a calming, relaxed state. It would appear that your body is is say at sleep, yet your consciousness is still completely aware of of the surroundings and everything that's going on and the words that you're saying, you know, in that meditation that now it it almost like removes that barrier of doubt and just kind of lets them be in that state of say safety. And it's like, wow i i can just open this is a safe zone i can just pay attention and just like absorb and just bring everything in right so speaking about this one that you were just sharing with us this event with this older couple and their pet you know what was their response when when the session ended and they came back you know into awareness you know what was their comments and what was the difference that you noticed in the dog and, and your observance of all three of them and then listening to what their interpretation of the event was? Can you share that with us?
2: They were definitely all calmer. Like energetically, they were calmer. The husband didn't have any comments. Uh, the, the wife was, was quite happy and thankful Uh, that they had sort of all gotten to have that, that rest, right, which is which is how she put it. And so it was it was just lovely, if nothing else, to be able to offer even you know, a few moments of of calmness, and peace and quiet in their in their being.
1: You know, just experiencing that, you know, cause I do a lot of meditation myself and I, I know if I get, you know, in a state, you know, of, of anxiousness or you get busy and you're going, going, going. And, you know, the world around you is just like everything. All of a sudden you, you interact with different chaos events come across your path, you know, which then kind of upsets your apple cart. And it's like, wait a minute, I was having a great deal that came along, right? And then it's like, oh, well, let's see. I can be of it and let it define me in the moment, or I can just smile, take a deep breath, let it go, get back into where I, I want to be and to be able to recognize that. So when you're working with those clients, you know, on a consistent basis, you know, do you find them beginning to move into that easier every time each time it gets it's more comfortable it's more better it's they that they're actually getting more out of that and are starting to say wow I didn't know things could be this peaceful
2: Mm -hmm. yes it's it's fascinating and I learned so much from my clients both both people and animals and I had I had a friend of mine come to see me for reflexology And she was absolutely 100% insistent that she could not relax. And, And she's a very hyper, hyper type of go, go, go woman. And, you know, doing something like massage, she never relaxes. She's always just as tense when she leaves as when she arrived. So we started our foot reflexology session and within about... 25 minutes, she fell asleep. Oh, wow. Yes. And so she was, like, amazed that she could allow her body to do that and how nice it was. So when she comes back to see me uh, periodically, uh, she definitely, she looks forward to that, to that sort of rest, that that she doesn't get really anywhere else and you know it's lovely it's it's lovely that that i can be a part of that and it it does again really depend on where my clients are coming from and what they want to be working on Um, i have one client who has been going through a really rough time for the last couple of years. And when she comes into my clinic, you can feel like her energy is just like so wound up. If we take even two or three minutes before we start the session to just relax and breathe, become more focused on our heart, just doing that for not even three minutes makes such a profound shift with her that then the session that we do can actually get somewhere.
1: You know, I, you just kind of said the magic word, breathe, right? <laughs> because just, you know, if you don't do anything other than just, Stop for a moment. Take a few deep breaths, and as you exhale, you know just just relax and just let things go. Can make a huge, huge difference, right? And so, oh, Allison, this has been very exciting listening to you know both sides, you know animals and, and humans and how they interact and all that is, is fascinating. Well, we're going to take a short break now, and then when we come back, Nicole is going to have some questions for you, and uh, you can then share. How you began to get to this journey where you are today. So let's take a short break and we'll be back.
0: Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the silver program today.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks, where Allison has been sharing her journey with animals and humans in her healing sessions, and it's been pretty fascinating. And now I'm going to turn it over to Nicole, and she's going to ask Allison some questions about what led up to her becoming this energy healer with animals and humans. Nicole, she's all yours.
0: Well, thanks, Beverly. You know, Allison, in, in enjoying this this conversation here on your journey and your your healing and your business, and it's so much what's needed today. How did you get here? You know, there's always in a healer, there's a component that we have healed in our body, a journey that we must embark on in order to heal others. And and many times the clients that are called to us are are. Uh, kind of parts and fragments of what we need to heal deep down inside our shadow self to work with others um, and and to ri- raise our vibrations. What was that journey for you?
2: It's been an interesting life. Uh, you know, as, as with virtually everyone, we all have come from some challenges. <laughs> My, um, my early childhood was was interesting. Uh, by the time I was fifteen, my mother had been married five times, and lots of lots of living boyfriends in between. And one of her husbands was quite violent. And I remember being about fifteen or sixteen, and uh, being on the streets in Vancouver, I wasn't living there, but I hung out a lot, um, trying to find a gun. And so it was, it was interesting. And I didn't, of course, have a very good role model on how relationships worked, whether that was with friends, whether that was with boyfriends, And growing up in a dysfunctional home, um, along with alcohol, um, makes us learn a lot of coping mechanisms to to survive, to function on a day-to-day basis. Then when we get older, those coping mechanisms stop working (laughs) and our lives fall apart. So I was in my early 30s and my life kind of fell apart and I had to literally almost reinvent myself. I did some counseling and I took some anger management courses and I started going to Al-Anon and I took other courses and workshops in sort of general healing. And I, I literally had to figure out who I was and what I liked and what I didn't like and what I wanted and what I didn't want. And I'm not one of these people who who has, you know, some one specific sort of pivotal moment that that shifts my life. I had a lot of little ones where I just would eventually come to that realization that this isn't working anymore. And maybe I have to try something different. Now that being said, I did have one small pivotal moment. Because of, of, you know, early upbringing, I was not able to express myself. Uh, We weren't allowed to really have our own opinion. And so that was always very difficult for me to to speak um, even in non-emotional settings. So I remember I had, I had rented some videos. And when I was going to take them back, I, I had phoned them for some reason. And they told me that I had some extra charges for returning prior videos late. And I didn't say anything, but when I got off the phone, I was like, I was mad <laughs> because I knew that I had returned those videos on time. So I stewed about this for days. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally, it dawned on me that, that maybe I could just speak. I could just say something. Normally, what I would do is I would just pay the extra money and, and just be mad about it. So I I girded my loins, so to speak, and when I I went back, I very calmly looked at the the guy behind the counter and I said, I am sure that I returned these videos on time. And he just looked at me and he said, oh, okay, well, we'll reverse the charges. And, And I was literally, I was flabbergasted that that was all it took. It, it just took me a little bit of effort to speak and, and it was amazing. Yes, I got what I wanted, but that really wasn't even the point. The point was that I was able to speak. And that moment taught me that I need to speak more. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be able to talk about what I, what I think and what I feel, even when it is difficult.
0: Absolutely. And, and thank you for sharing that experience. And it's, it's more for me, it's not that one pivotal moment. For me, it's always that soul's journey into the shadow self of the fragments that are us. It's those moments that build up. And it's when you're constantly in survival mode and anger issues. Hello, I can talk to you about that for hours, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. You would not have called me on the. You would not have told me on the phone anything. I I would have spoken up and, and you know, and uh, you know, I've had a few of those argumentative uh, calls about billing. You know, <laughs> not pleasant conversations. Uh, you know, because to me, it's it's so much that. I, you have to hear me. And that was so much part of my life that it was like I wanted to physically shake people. Hey, listen up, right? I'm, I'm over here. You need to listen to me. I'm the customer, I'm right, right? But the beauty in that is that you took that moment and said, hey, this is really what, ha- what happened. Let's look at this together. Let's try this out. And that's that point of speaking in your truth and speaking uh, through that throat chakra with the heart chakra, the combined and the love, and opening up your third eye to say, okay, this this is the path that we can go along. But my spirits are here, right? And even in listening to your story and your journey and and some of that trauma that you experienced early in life, it's those animal spirits that I see coming up and nudging you, kind of like the horse, like it's okay. It's all right, it's all right to speak. And the beauty is now you're allowing that release uh, to go ahead and say, I allow this. I allow my voice to be heard. And thank you for being our guest today, to be here, to share this journey, because it's so much that we need to hear one another and we need to live our life and know who we are at the I am state, who I am, right? I am Nicole, I am Allison. you know, I am a healer. And once we speak that truth to us, then people will recognize that energy and they will have that connection and they will be able to see the light, if not your spirits around you to push you to know that you're here to heal them, whether it's through their animals or just their animals or share that in life um, because it's, that's the beauty of the collective consciousness is, is the ability to be part of this journey moving forward in life. And we will constantly be activated and we will constantly be triggered in life if we do not speak up because we that boiling point of anger, right? You know, we wanna, we constantly sabotage our life in that survivor mode. We need to be surviving. We need to survive. But now, you know, at what it was about your 30s and you're in that survivor mode and it just kind of burst, it, it didn't serve you any longer. And now you are that teacher, you're the healer, you're the mentor. And, and you're at the top of your game, you know, kind of that that triangle pyramid of victim survivor now moving forward. And for so many years we were in survivor mode. Now we can be healers and now it's OK. And that's that part of that trauma, that trigger that we all have uh together in this last year of 2020 is that we have we need the freedom we are choosing to heal ourselves and one another um and we we are able to stand alone you know and say okay this is my life i have that faith and trust that my spirit guides are going to guide me to this new journey uh, With without being said in in your journey and you, you talked about with beverly about uh healing the animals and, and so much of it is not just the animals and their journey, but the animal connection to the human for me in that component, having been in hosp- hospice, worked, uh, you know, to volunteer to talk to patients and use rigi and oils and herbs. Uh, and, and, and allow these people to transition, you know, even with children just bringing the animal inside the hospital or bringing the animal to the home or introducing the animal to people, um, there is an ease and a love uh, with that. What is that component for you with that animal healing in that connection?
2: It's so amazing how deeply connected we can become to, to our animals. When I was quite young, I volunteered at the Stanley Park Children's Zoo and got to play with, you know, the beaver, the tame beaver that they would take to schools. And I would hand feed the fruit bat, fruit bat, which I mean, they're, they're big bats. And and it was just, it was amazing. It was so cool. I mean, I've always been nuts about animals. And then later I worked for a veterinarian for about six years. And I've always had animals in my life. And they are all different. They they hit our hearts differently. Each animal, because they're individuals, um, connect with us on different levels. And I've had a lot of cats in my life. And I I have some favorite cats um, that they've they've all passed on. Um, I had one lovely dog who I still miss after four years. And I have a horse. And it's not that I love any of them more or less, but there are different connections. I was connected differently to my cats than I was to my dog. I am definitely connected to my horse in a whole different way than I was to the dog or the cats. My horse is getting older and she has some health issues. And I occasionally think about what, what it will be like, how I will react when her time comes. Because, again, she's not an inside animal, but that connection that we have is just so different. And I don't think that everyone realizes that when we lose an animal, the grief that we go through is similar, and in some cases, more than when we lose people. And I don't really know why that is. I think part of it is because our animals love us unconditionally. There's no expectation other than feed me, (laughs) pet me, (laughs) love me. (laughs) It's not like, oh, you have to be a certain weight or (laughs) you (laughs) have to make this much money or (laughs) anything like that. It, It is that sort of unconditional love that speaks to our hearts and our souls, and when we lose that, or think that we lose that, it is it is so devastating. And and I I don't get really angry at people who who now say, "Oh, you lost your dog six months ago. Get over it." Right. Right.
1: Right.
2: They don't they don't understand that.
0: Then yeah that they don't they don't have that connection animals are so forgiving and for me uh with with people when I do readings or I talk to people or you know hey I'm doing some volunteer work and 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 we're the the animal is is brought into that it's that animals are so forgiving and they're so loving and they're so simplistic and they read your energy you know you can tell your an animal your deepest darkest secrets and who is the animal going to tell right <laughs> nobody um you know and and the animal sees you in a different light and, and it's just that for me it's just that energetic connection with the animal and the animals read your energy you know when when weather changes sometimes people lose before hurricanes or tornadoes uh animals will run away from home they they read that energy you know and the magnificence of the bird and the magnets that that the magnetism that the the birds read uh, to to fly maybe west or to go east or the change of the weather and they know with that that honing device just to follow the path because they they have that sim that faith and trust and they just go with it um, and where we in our direction and our path that is presented for us we fight against it so much and we sabotage ourselves and and the ability for an animal to to know that that you're coming around the corner because they hear your car you know they hear the muffler in the truck or something and they get so excited seeing you and it's it's so funny the reactions of these animals and they they're, they're so beauty, beautiful and they're so majestic you know um, in our lives in our path and coming back and nudging us and just caring for us at our moments they know when we're sad or we're happy and and they just get excited to see us it's so funny. Um, how the energy changes or when they chase their tail and I love that I saw that so much in the. Uh, in the police department if we rescued animals or people came back for their animal or you know if people even lost their animal the the way that they uh the heartfelt response and the emotions uh with those those animals uh, sometimes it was even uh, their connection was was stronger a stronger bond than with a family member and 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 that's because that animal supported them and that's because it's easier to allow an animal to come into our lives and to allow us to be vulnerable and put our guard down, and that and that's so beautiful. Uh, thank you for sharing that in this healing moment. I'm going to bring Beverly in because I know she's got some definite questions for you.
1: Well, Allison, that is absolutely beautiful story and, you know, what you shared here, you know, I think a lot of us can relate to it somewhere along the line. If it's not personal, they've actually saw someone else experiencing it. You know, maybe you experience it as a child versus as an adult. And, you know, so that memory is always there. And like Nicole was saying, and like you had mentioned, they are unconditional loving, you know, they're in the moment. You know, so it doesn't matter how many times you come home from work or from being gone, they're excited to see you every single time the same way. Right? <laughs> you know, so that's something we could learn to be excited when we see someone that we haven't seen in a while, even if it was an hour ago. Right. <laughs> so, can you share with the audience three things? That they can take with them in regards to that connection with themselves or the connection with, you know, a, a pet or an animal instinct or just, you know, because we are animals. We're both animals, just of different dimensions, I guess, right? And uh, so if you could share with the audience three things that they can bring into their lives to help that advancement in that. And then that spiritual growth and then that journey, um, we'd all be totally grateful for you.
2: Sounds good. So, I'm not a very patient person. And one of my very dear friends who has, has passed on would continually remind me to just trust the universe. And it's, it's one of those things that for me is really difficult. But she gave me this quote, and I don't know where it came from. I don't know if she had it or if she got it from someone else. But it is really profound, and if you sit with it for a while, you can get really deep into this this quote. And it is, trust so pure, there is no need for hope. So just sit with that for a while. And when you, get, when you get stressed or anxious, remind yourself of that. Because the universe does, does look out for us. One of the other things that I've found over the years is that helping others is huge. And I don't think that I would have been able to get as far along my own journey as I have without having helped other people. And I wrote a little poem about this, which is, Out of my fires, out of my fears, and out of my doubts, I rise, I run, I fly within deep-rooted power and heart-centered trust. I hold my hand out to your fires, to your fears, to your doubts. So we can help others and that helps us. It helps our soul. It helps us to learn and be more compassionate toward ourselves and others. And then the last thing that I'd like to share is something that you can do for yourself when you're tense and stressed. When we tend to get quite caught up in things, a lot of us experience a lot of neck tension, okay? So I know that you're wearing um, headphones, but um, you can either take them off or just do this later, but I will demonstrate it. So if everyone can just simply check your range of motion in your neck. So look one way, as far as you can comfortably. Notice where the tension is. Look the other way. And you just wanna notice. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna massage our ears. And you want to unfurl the cartilage. You wanna pull your ears away from your head you work the entire ear, you want to do this for a good 30 seconds. And you want your ears to go red and warm. You know, don't cause yourself great pain or agony, but you really want to work them. Okay. So then let's say we've done that for about 30 seconds. Okay. And then check your range of motion again. Most people find a difference, and this is something that you can do for yourself, sitting at your desk, your computer, um, driving, you know, stopped at a stoplight, <laughs> but it's really good to release that neck tension, and it also allows us to bring in and hear and process information better. So
1: there you go. Well, there you heard it. I mean, what words of wisdom could get better than that? You know, that little exercise is so true. It's like, oh, my neck was so much more comfortable in that turn. It's like, wow. You know, and we do a, a lot, you know, sitting in front of the computer, you know, you're looking down or you have your phone, you're looking down, you know, it it. It's not a natural state to be in. So to be able to do that and really pay attention to, are your shoulders up here? Are they down here? Where's your forearm? Are you bent over? You know, to really start paying attention to how your body, you know, is sitting in format and whatever, because... Is it a natural state or an unnatural state, right? And when it's an unnatural state is when you start to feel that pain and that tension, you know, building up. Allison, this has been such a treat here today. And, uh, and it's been an honor having you on this show and these words of wisdom, sharing your story and your adventures and, you know, how people can begin to, you know, really connect not only with themselves, but with the animal kingdom and to really start paying attention to what the message is that the animals have for us, Right and how we can get along better with ourselves and with others. So again, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Nicole. And we are going to call this a wrap for 360 Wisdom Speaks. We'll see you all on another episode. Thank you. Ciao.
0: Rhino Rx welcomes you to the metaverse, where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell so, in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio. Ready Player One. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today.